0: Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about 5.5 million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Neil, the last time uh, the last time we met, you and I met, we were talking about. Uh, I I made the comment at the end of the show. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hold on to your hat. And uh, we're talking about. We were talking about the Jewish calendar. And we were talking about the eight day, the seven days of creation, and how that becomes a timeline, right? Right. Just those seven days becomes a huge timeline for the end of everything, and it, it was a powerful, powerful thing. And people are people are, are listening to it, and it's really amazing. And you can listen to that, It's a previous episode to this episode, and I, you know. You and I were talking about going further into that, and we are going to do that. We are going to go deep into the uh, calendar because to understand how that calendar works is to understand God's plan. And so we're going to get down into it. But we mentioned things briefly, like the 500-year segments and the 50-year segments and the seven-year segments, but we never got down into the week. What the seven days of the, What does the week mean? The Sabbath, all of these things. And it all reveals the the plan of God. And so we are gonna get to that, but we're gonna take an opportunity in this episode to talk about Purim. And the reason we're gonna talk about Purim is first of all it's a feast, right? Sure. We're gonna talk about Purim. Uh but this year it happens to fall on Saint Patrick's Day.
1: Yes it does.
0: Yeah. And so that's an interesting coincidence, right? So uh, we are going to talk a little bit about how they how St. Patrick's Day and Purim relate. uh, But we really are going to talk about Purim because it's in the book of Esther. The book of Esther doesn't have the word God in it. Right. But it has the word Israel, right? Yeah. And you you have some things to say about that book, the book of Esther, and Esther herself, uh, that make reading the book of Esther, I think, uh, essential. Do they call it perm?
1: Because it was lots, and it was the lots. Lo- what do you mean, lots? lots. They cast, they cast lots. Okay, lots. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and just just like the high priest cast lots. And why did they cast lots? To find the propitious day for exterminating the Jews. That was Haman's plan. He casted lots, and he oh. found it came up on a certain day. And I I don't have it written down what day that was. Like the twelfth of Adar or something like this. So, what was the guy's name again? H- Haman Haman, Haman is one H- of the... There's there's four protagonists in our story. Yeah. Haman yeah. is uh, the Agagite. He was a descendant that King Saul was instructed, wipe them all out, kill them all. And if you read the story, it's obvious that he didn't just leave King Agag alive. Mm. There were others. Yes. And Haman is an Agagite. Mm. He is an offspring. Nothing new. He comes up again. God said, kill him. Why? Because he's bloodthirsty. That's what it seems like to our sensitivities. Yeah, but yeah. no, look, a few hundred years later, yeah. he's back, and guess what he almost does? Wipe him out. Wipes him out. Yeah, yeah. And plenty of Jews died in that. People all oh. think no Jews died. So now that we know
0: what Perm is, right, we know what it is and how it came to be, uh, what is the feast Aspect of Purim. What? What is that? Why do? Why have a feast?
1: Well, it's kind of an uh, unfortunate um, term, feast or festival, for some of these uh, God-given occasions. Uh, as As it pertains to uh, Esther, particularly, uh, uh, Esther relates that it is uh, to be observed forever. Mm. That uh, uh, redemption, that uh, rescue of her people. Israel or the Jews. The Jews are what are referenced in Esther, Yehudi or Yehudim. uh, And that's because Judah, the southern kingdom, was taken captive by the Babylonians under Nebuchadnezzar. And then, of course, Cyrus, sometime later of the Medes and Persians, he conquered that kingdom and they came under his empire. And then some subsequent generations later, we now have what's called uh, the King Xerxes in most Bibles. It's, he's referenced as Hazarus or Ahasuerus. But that's the significance, as Esther says, this miraculous story that seems like a series of just coincidences mm-hmm. uh, resulted in the rescue, if you will, or the continuation of the Yehudim, the Jews. And we know that even though God is nowhere specifically mentioned, he doesn't talk to Esther like he talks to the other prophets or mm-hmm. the patriarchs, mm-hmm. uh, that he is present throughout the Bible in the story of Esther. Oh, Esther.
0: I want to stop you right there because sure. I want to go back a little bit. Yep, uh, You're saying that the result mm-hmm. of the book of Esther right. is the salvation of the Jews. Right. They were going to be annihilated.
1: Annihilated. And you
0: talked about uh, Purim being a casting of lots by this guy. I forget his name. You just talked about him. Haman. Haman. Yeah, that guy. And Haman uh, cast lots to determine what day to annihilate the Jews.
1: Right. That's exactly right. right.
0: And, And Esther saved them.
1: Esther saved him. So there's four characters. There's four main characters in the story of uh, uh, that we're talking here in the Book of Esther. The the, the celebration of Purim, the mm-hmm. lots, right? Mm-hmm. And that is Esther, mm-hmm. her uncle Mordecai, yeah. uh, the king Achashverosh or Ahasuerus or Xerxes. Let's call him Xerxes. It's more familiar to everybody. Okay. And the fourth protagonist in our story is the evil Haman. Haman. And he's
0: an Amalekite. He right?
1: is the one who wants to wipe out. All the Yehudim who were brought uh, uh, to uh, Babylonia originally. Uh, and we read about that experience, both Jeremiah warned of it and Daniel experienced it and so on. And in uh, Esther's day, we read about Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah under Cyrus mm-hmm. when the Persians came heading back. Yeah. Uh, to rebuild the temple and going back to the land, and those were the Yehudim.
0: The point is that Purim came about uh, as a celebration, right? Uh, And they were celebrating... Not being eradicated.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, uh, it's a pretty good reason to celebrate, actually. And even to this day and forever, the book itself says, you know, it will be observed forever. It will always be this festival. You'll always remember it and you'll celebrate it. So it's it's quite a raucous celebration with... uh, uh, costumes and uh, sometimes uh, other noise. They have uh, these groggers, they call, whenever you read the, the Megillah yeah. of, of Esther. They, yeah. When you say Haman, they, they twist and turn these noisemakers and they mm. boo and mm. chat. Mm. But it's a big event. It's, it's, it's uh, among all the Jewish community. It's a worthwhile thing and, and for good reason. And it is a result because Haman the Agagite, uh-huh. right, yep. who should have been not there. Yep. Because King Saul didn't follow Samuel's advice. Right. And kill them all. And, kill, yep. and wipe them all out. Yep. And we now have Haman, yep. who now plots to kill all the Jews all because the Jews. Mordecai yep. does not bow to him.
0: Yep. That's right. Mordecai is not, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And so, it, you know, he sounds a little bit like another guy that lived, uh, I don't know, 60, 70 years ago in, 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 in Germany. Mm hmm. Uh, who wanted to eradicate the Jews? Right, and and it wasn't for good reason. Right, really, just be, you know. But Haman's problem is that Mordecai didn't bow down to him.
1: Well, and, and, yeah. and
0: that's 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 not a reason to eradicate an entire race.
1: No, that's ostensibly his reason, but if you read it carefully, you'll see that that was certainly an excuse. Yeah, uh, Haman. Uh, in the uh, book of Esther makes it clear that he says, I've, I've reached this great power, I have all this great wealth, but it just gnaws at me incessantly that yep. I have one yep. one courier, courtier, Mordecai, who's got some powerful position in the court of the king. Mm-hmm. He won't bow to me. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is nothing will satisfy him, but the result would be killing all the Jews. All the Jews. That's how it uh, develops over so, time.
0: So the connection to St. Patrick's Day, mm. right, as I'm thinking about it, right, is that St. Patrick is credited with delivering the Irish right. from a population of snakes, right? Right. He, they were overrun mm-hmm. with snakes, and they were being uh, bitten and whatever, and they, they couldn't get rid of them. And St. Patrick uh, finds a way to get rid of them and save the Irish, right? He's, he's credited with saving Ireland, right? Right. right. And and this, the, so that's the comparison here, right? With Purim.
1: Well, there's a lot of comparisons uh, in the story of Esther with certainly biblical characters. Uh-huh. We talked about that. Yep. There's a lot of uh, yep. literary devices that that tie it very clearly to the tree of life in the garden mm, mm, there's a lot of literary devices that tie it very clearly to Joseph and the story of Joseph and Potiphar mm. um, and certainly then if there's nothing new under the sun which we always stress you can find uh, outside of the uh, house of Israel to the Gentiles how that somebody else would also model that in this case mm-hmm. St. Saint Patrick, Saint Patrick and how yeah. he was an orphan and, yeah. and a number of yeah. things that he did yeah. as well he brought the good news he rescued people so yeah. Yeah, and so he on.
0: did he did there's and those those yeah, patterns are repeated over and over, over, and over and throughout over. history
1: throughout history right? right
0: yeah so it's it's not uh, it's like god wants us to understand something
1: well he he, he does <laughs> and and one of the things in in purim with all of the palace intrigue and yeah. we've talked about this you can um read the story of purim on just what's called the pashat the mm. the, the plain literal mm. level and you can come away saying well What a series of very fortunate circumstances. Mm, mm -hmm. Just so happened that Mordecai found out a plot to kill the king. Mm. Uh, Just so happened the king had a sleepless night. It just so happened that Haman happened to be in the outer court at the time the king was looking uh, in the uh, scrolls, uh, the chronicles of the kings of Persia, and he found that Mordecai was never rewarded. It just so happened that Haman assumed that the king was talking about him when he said, who should the king reward and how. Mm. But
0: And it just so happened. It just
1: so happened. Because yeah. nowhere is the divine name mentioned that mm. God did this, God yeah. said this, yeah, God yeah. revealed it. Nowhere. Yeah. It's right. not there. Yep. Uh, but what you can take is these types. And one of the things you can take from that is, God said at the very beginning uh, of of Scripture in the Torah, He said, My eyes from the beginning of the year to the end of the year are on the land, Israel. Mm -hmm. Well, meaning the Mm -hmm. people in the land. I I never stop watching over them. They are the apple of my eye, Mm -hmm. as it were. Mm -hmm. So, if you understand that very basic premise that it's all about Israel and the Jews for our benefit mm-hmm. but it's all about them mm-hmm. then you can read into uh, Esther and say well what else was going on there it wasn't just a series of fortunate events thank God but it was very uh, uh, deep, well, uh, hang on a second you, yeah. you, uh,
0: what I'm hearing there is mm-hmm. you just said a bunch of it just so happens that, right, right? right, right. all these are co- quote-unquote coincidences, coincidences. Right? right? And your point with that, my you know, when we talked about it earlier, is that there's so many of them right. that it can't be
1: that, a coincidence. Well, it can't be right? a coincidence. And, and so,
0: it, 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 it you, you know, God is not in the book. His name is not in the
1: book. Nowhere. But his hand sure is. Sure is. And that's why people who have a problem with Israel have to find reasons. And one of the reasons is, okay, that book had to have been written far after the fact. Mm. It had to be written by these people at mm. this time because there's mm. no way all these, mm. you know, happenstances could have occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's not even mentioned. And you bring that forward into our day and you say, well, what do people do today? Um if I can't say we've replaced or, or God's done with Israel, what I have to say among some people in our day is things like this. Well, really, I'm the real Jews. Mm. They're the fake Jews. Oh, I see. So you can't just say, you know. although people still do, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of variations on the theme. But any way I can discredit Israel or the Jews, any way I can do it through the news media for an, a so-called atrocity, Through theology, we're Mm. the new Israel, Mm. through people groups who say, really, we're the dispersed, we're the lost ones, we're the original and the real ones, and they're the fake ones. There's all kinds of themes, but the fact that we look at today, where are we on the timeline? We are in the season of Purim, Mm. which is amazing, which Mm. shows God does not allow the destruction. Mm. But... Mm. We have a very viable enemy who never ceases to try. Right. That's the key. We have yeah. a powerful enemy yeah. who always ceases to destroy whom? Why the Jews? What? This is meaningless. The story of Perm starts out that says Ahashvarosh was the, the, the king of 127 provinces. That's a lot. Uh, from from India to Kush it says so from uh, Egypt to India he he had them all from north like to south that's like the known north. world it was all the world yeah. it really was yeah. all the world yeah now you can read the palace intrigue in that but the reference there's no reference to 127 by accident we we pointed out that Sarah oh, died yeah. when she was 127 yeah. years old yeah. and Sarah was what Sarai was princess and then she became the mother Sarah, the mother of kings and nations, well, who was Queen Esther eventually when she got to be queen after Mm -hmm. Vashti? Mm -hmm. She was the queen of 127 nations and provinces of Ahasuerus's empire. So Sarai was a princess.
0: Right. Sarah was the mother of kings and
1: and nations, and, and, nations. And, and,
0: and peoples. And peoples, right? Which is
1: exactly what Esther
0: is. So, uh, I, you know, we talked about this right. way back when we did Abraham, but it's just important to know, right? Right. And, and uh, uh, the other thing that you just said, and um, help me out here, something about uh, it's the, the number of nations, right, that are uh, referred to in... Uh, The book of Esther is 127. Starts
1: out that way. Right. Tells us right off the bat.
0: And, okay, very good. Well, that's interesting.
1: Right, so you see all these connections. There's there's just so many connections in Esther, the more you know. So Mm. the point of the story is this. You can read it on its face value and say just so happened, just so happened, just so happened. Believe it or not, just so happened. Or you can say, wow, there's a lot of intrigue going on here. Uh, The king, they try to portray him sometimes as the reading. He was just a drunken fest, and he Mm -hmm. had Vashti come wise so he could Mm -hmm. show off a beautiful Mm -hmm. woman. That's not what's going on at all. There was a big festival showing off the power and wealth to these 127 satraps, these governors who came into the kingdom to say, Do you think it's wise to rebel? Look what you get. Look what I have. It's probably foolish. Mm. They came in for 180 days and had this big party, this lavish party, Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, my gosh, the wealth of this empire doesn't end. Mm. Now he calls in Queen Vashti. Well, what people don't know about Vashti is she was also having a... uh, Celebration for the powerful women of the empire mm-hmm. at the exact same mm-hmm. time she gets the call to make an appearance before the king, and people just assume reading it, oh, he was drunk and crazy and simpleton. In other words, there could be more method to the madness. Vashti was of royal lineage from the Babylonian empire. She was a queen in her own right before she became uh, Xerxes, a Hashbarosh, a Hazarus, whatever name you want to use. Wife, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. We also don't know why she refused him exactly. Mm. I mean, for No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I know. She had a cold. Mm. Said, I can't make it. We don't know. The, the Bible doesn't tell us. But there's these series of events. Vashti, his original queen, does not come to him. The king, Xerxes, he has this big beauty pageant, as it were. And Esther does become his queen. And that's the story, then, of Esther, of all these seemingly unrelated events. Well... If you take the miraculousness, Mm -hmm. just the sheer, unbelievable miraculousness of the story of Esther, Mm -hmm. and you compare it to our day, Mm -hmm. and you say, oh my goodness, we did a show recently on the upheavals that are coming to Israel, and they're going to be horrific. Gog and Magog. We tend to read these stories in hindsight, Mm -hmm. like Esther, and say, well, good. It was all easy. It was Mm -hmm. all good. Mm -hmm. I mean, God redeemed it. But what you don't read is by necessity people died mm-hmm. jews in the land yes uh, her king queen esther's king xerxes he was assassinated mm. um we read about the opposition to zerubbabel ezra and nehemiah these these contemporaries potentially of esther when they went to the land to make the temple in other words there's always this resistance So while you celebrate the success of Esther, and it was a success, Mm -hmm. you you, you tend not to read and say, oh my gosh, that must have taken a toll, and it Mm -hmm. did, Mm -hmm. and there was real human cost involved, and thus we can look at it today and say, okay, God's made these promises, everlasting promises to Israel and the Jewish people forever, Mm -hmm. but we have... Opposition in our day, too. Look, we're sitting here right now having just watched recently the latest events in the Ukraine. Yes. With our erstwhile friend Vladimir Putin. Yes. Leading the charge. But right with him, and we did a show on this of Gogan Magog, yes. is Turkey yes. and guess what else? Iran. Iran, yeah. Persia. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hello, we're back Hello. again. The whole thing yeah. of There's nothing new. Yeah. It, it's a yeah. continuation. Yeah. The cycle continues, yeah. so and and
0: we talked about Ezekiel 38, right. and Psalm 83, 83, right. Isn't it interesting? 38 and 83. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we talked about uh, Ezekiel 38 and Psalm 83. How how uh, Psalm 83 pre- precursors uh, precurses uh, uh, Ezekiel 38. And says this will happen, right? And we talked about the fact that it didn't completely happen, right? It was a lot of, you know, especially the bottom four verses. It didn't, it didn't happen at yet, right? And so here it is, Gog and Magog, which hasn't happened yet, right? And may be happening now.
1: Well, um, I don't know if if uh, see this is where I wonder about all that because I always say to yourself, you know, the closer you get to an event, the less prophetic you have to be. When you're real prophetic, Crack. way far out, Crack. you're you're a fruitcake. Yeah. Yep. As you get very close, like within a day or two, yep. and I say X, Y, and Z is yep. going to happen in Ukraine, like Chernobyl is <laughs> going to fall or something. Hey, I'm not that prophetic. I no. just watched, uh, yeah. you know, Fox News or yep. something, yep. right? Right. But what we have is a series of events that you can see, this is at least laying the groundwork Mm -hmm. just north of the land, and it Mm -hmm. talks about they'll come from the north, Mm -hmm. so Ukraine is just north of Israel, Mm -hmm. it's just interesting. Our old erstwhile friends, Persia, Iran, are prominent in this Gog Magogish war yes, and and, the, and Psalm eighty three yep. uh, conflagration. Yes, that's right. And right next door to Ukraine, and I guarantee you, without their express permission, Russia would not be antagonizing Turkey. But that Turkey was in line with the idea that eventually will that same manifestation of Ukraine will be over the land of Israel. I don't know how, I don't pretend to know how, God didn't tell me how, but we can read that and say, okay, we've already got the three main protagonists mm-hmm. hunky-dory with mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. and we know that's going to come yet in a fairly short time against not just Ukraine, but that's a precursor. And those people, whoever the leaders are at that particular time, will come against Israel.
0: So what we do know is that is that Russia and Iran have a pact... They have right? a pact. They have a pact. And we do know that Crimea and what was the, uh, Belarus and now Ukraine. And they're all southern, they're all southern marches. And it says in Ezekiel 38 that the Rosh will come from the north mm-hmm. and overrun Israel with many nations. Right, right. That's exactly right. So, I mean, it's not, like you said, it, you can see it happening. Right. Right. It doesn't give you that in Ezekiel 38, it doesn't say it happens in a week or a day or a month. It is. But it it seems to be. Right. You know. Right. uh, Crimea, Belarus, Ukraine. It seems to be. Right. That progress.
1: You can see these patterns, the alignment of these nations, even though it doesn't say in in Ezekiel or anywhere, for instance, Vladimir Putin in the year 2022 will do X, Y, and Z. Right, right. He refers to him as Gog and Magog and these yep. other alignments, yep. and sometimes yep. specifically nations. But yep. the, but what, what, what's so important about Esther and tying it to our day is the mm-hmm. fact that <coughs> the patterns are there. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. innuendo is yeah. there. The yeah. reference is yeah. there. Yeah. The opposition is there. The attempt to wipe mm-hmm. out Israel mm-hmm. is there. The mm-hmm. attempt to not align with Israel. See, yep. if you yep. go back to... Yep. I- uh, the book of Esther, which is like you go back to go forward, or I'll go forward, and then I'll go back, and mm-hmm. it's all intertwined. It's not mm-hmm. linear. Mm-hmm. It talks about at the end of the salvation in the book of mm-hmm. Esther, mm-hmm. how that the uh, people of the empire were so awed, mm. so A- awed.
0: A-W-E-D.
1: A-W-E-D. They were so in awe of the um, turn of events Mm. the politicalities of the day Mm -hmm. that's a term i made up and Mm. it it fits good it's It's politicalities politicalities and the people of that empire the 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 known world not just aligned with the jews Mm -hmm. right but it says many of them became jews they were so just like this is monumental well when we read uh ezekiel 38 and 39 God also says the nations will look and they will be awed and they will say, who Who could have done this? There was no hope, no way. It couldn't have happened. That's exactly the way when Haman went and said, how shall I destroy him? And his wife, Zeresh, tells him, hang him on, what, the gallows, but the actual Hebrew was hang him on a tree. Mm -hmm. See, again, the innuendo of the tree of life, all Mm -hmm. these innuendos Mm -hmm. that you completely miss when you just read the Megillah. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, the basic outline of the story is there, and that is, God intervenes through seemingly practical events, through the politicalities of palace intrigue, global intrigue, whatever. He will not let Israel be destroyed, but there will be bloodshed.
0: So, uh, we've said this, I don't know, five or six times. It's worth repeating. If Israel doesn't exist, if it's wiped out, then the promises of God are of no worth or value. They mean nothing.
1: Right. So, uh, from the very beginning when the Jews came out of Israel, the Amalekites were their implacable enemies. Agag king agog and eventually haman are amalekites Mm -hmm. it nothing's new under the sun Mm -hmm. they're still there they're still with us right to the amalekites to hamans Mm -hmm. to the hitlers and stalins Mm -hmm. of the world Mm -hmm. the plan of the enemy Mm -hmm. in this snow globe we live in is always to wipe out either physically or through a simulation yes meaning well, I'm the real Israel, after yeah, all. Replacement yeah. theology, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or we're the lost tribe. There's always the real lost <laughs> ones showing up somewhere. You know, black Israelism is the thing today. There's yeah. always something. Yeah. But certainly, if I can wipe out Israel, yeah. When you read your Bible, and yeah. if you hold it to be more than just a, a, a read, but mm-hmm. you hold it as um, truth, truth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, in fact, this crazy group of enemies under this leader, we generally say, oh, it's Satan, which just means adversary. He's the head of them all. Whatever. This group of crazies can win. All of our hope, because Israel is destroyed, is gone. And that's why you see this in our day. There's no reason. There's no practical reason. There's no gain in being against Israel. There's no gain. Right. And there has been no gain throughout history. There's no reason for it. And the,
0: the Ezekiel, if you read Ezekiel 38 and 39, mm. you see how God wins. Right. He confuses them. They aren't able to shoot. They shoot one another.
1: And that happens many times. <laughs> that's know? actually happening, as somebody yeah. pointed out uh, uh, recently. That's happening in Ukraine today. They, they yeah. fought each other. Yeah. Um, and we read Bible stories where they turn on yep. each other. It's yep. one of the ways that God says, I'll just confound them. Yep. I'll have them turn on each other. Yep. But why Purim is important is because it says you'll observe it forever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of the seven given festivals in mm-hmm. Leviticus, mm-hmm. but it is a festival that's, that is recorded in Uh, the book of Esther, that you'll observe it forever. It talks about what seemingly can seem just politicalities, Mm -hmm. providential, Mm -hmm. thank God that Mm -hmm. happened, events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But really it's about the promises of God, and we can look at that and say, if God could do the same cataclysmic destruction of the Jews in the Persian Empire Mm -hmm. under Xerxes, Mm -hmm. because it was the same Mm -hmm. as he could do today with a nuclear weapon and a nuclear Iran and Mm a a militant Russia and an antagonistic Turkey and their consortium, if he could save them under Xerxes, a Hashbarosh, he can save them today and he will, but it's going to be a cost. But what are Christians supposed to do? Mm -hmm. We can be so awed by the promises of God and his promise to keep them, that we can align with them, and/or it says some of them actually became—they became Jews, whatever that yeah. means in its entirety. Right. I'm not pr- saying that any of us should become Jewish mm-hmm. today through a rabbinic mm-hmm. training or mm-hmm. conversion, but what I'm saying is, in your own spirits, you can become Jews. Well, that's
0: that's what I was thinking right away. Right. Is is I'm I realize right as a Christian, I come to realize I become. Right. I come to be right. aware of the fact that I am a a Jew by uh, the tree with about the olive tree. I, I am a Jew. I, be, I have become one. Right. And and God has adopted me into the Commonwealth of Israel.
1: Right. Right. That's exactly right.
0: And I, it comes to be. So I don't become a Jew. I come to be a Jew.
1: Well, and and, you know, Jeff, we we are Jews, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily become physical Jews as it were. So you can become so aligned and so behind them We're adopted
0: adopted with the rights of a son.
1: Right. What did John see in the book of Revelation? Mm -hmm. One of the things that was just staggering to him, Mm -hmm. was mind-blowing to Mm -hmm. him is I saw people Mm -hmm. from every tribe and tongue Tongue and people and and nation. In other words they were identifiable as in the kingdom wearing Linen, white robes like the yes. priests, yes. spotless, they yes. were in. Yep. But he didn't say, oh, I saw a bunch of people that were formerly right. outcast, Albanians. formerly lost, yes. and now they're Jews. Yes. And so yes. that's the purpose yes. is, yes, yes, you do become Jewish yes. in your outlook and yes. say, no, I'm not going to let them sink. I am going to be like Esther, even at great peril. Yes. The story of Esther, yes. we read it in hindsight. Yes. yes, Every step along the way she took was at peril. Wow. What Mordecai did, even turning in the the, the first assassination attempt, was at great peril. Wow. Uh, Not bowing to Haman for, we won't even get into why or how, there's all kinds of suppositions, but he didn't do it, was at great peril. Mm. Our day, Jeff, you and I are sitting here, and we can align with Israel, but it can also be, and may also be at some point, at great peril.
0: At, At great peril. Okay. Well, I think this, is, uh, this has been a really amazing discussion about Purim, uh, it's specifically the book of Esther and how Purim fits into it. I love the fact that uh, a Roman Catholic can make the connection between Esther and St. Patrick uh, and, and that we celebrate in a few days, we of the Irish descent, uh, celebrate uh, a victory for the Irish by a man, and we feast and have a wonderful time, and that's exactly what the the Jews do on Purim, because they were saved, and St. Patrick saved, led many, many, many people to Christ, right, and so it's just an amazing God incidence, right, it's a God incidence, not a coincidence, right, and you and I get to talk about it for the benefit of those who follow and and listen to the show. Uh, Folks, I I just want you to know that we just, you know, Neil and I talked about this uh, today, and it just seemed so right with St. Patrick's Day coming up that we we do this, and and I'm so glad we did. Uh, But the next show, the next show that we're going to do is going to get back into the Jewish calendar, the plan of God. The Jewish calendar represents the plan of God, and we're gonna learn how the progress of the Jewish calendar for for a year or for seven years or for fifty years or for five hundred years or for a thousand years, we're gonna learn how the progress of that calendar is indicative of God's plan and how things are going to end and start over. <laughs> So thanks, thanks. Uh, you know, stay tuned next time we'll begin to talk about that. So uh, we appreciate your your uh, listening as well, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you on Facebook and uh, uh, Gmail, which you'll hear about in a second. So uh, Shalom from Neil and I, this is Jeff Pelletier. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com? That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
1: Tonight, I